Hey guys, Darren Watts here. Uh, before we get into this podcast, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there for everybody that's listening. Firstly, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to me. But if anybody is listening to this podcast for the sake of advice, well, for the sake of actually trying to solicit advice from a professional, professional, then I'm not your guy. I would recommend that you listen to another podcast that has just that, a professional mental health personnel, psychologist, and all of them. But if you're listening to me just to hear my story, hear other people's story, and just solicited uh, some knowledge or some educational stuff from what I read, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. But other than that, thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. of Breaking Mental Health with Duro. I am Duro. So, for the duration of the month, which is only today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, we're going to look at procrastination. And this is an introductory to it. Um, I'm going to share what procrastination is about. And I'm going to pretty much share my story on procrastination and how procrastination has really, um, which I'm still dealing with now as we generally speak, how procrastination has um, really killed a lot of opportunities for me. Um, I'll explain all of that and anything else that I have in mind, I'll have it all for you here in a hot second. The introduction to um, procrastination. Here's 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 the thing about procrastination. Um, procrastination is not a lazy thing for people. Laziness and procrastination are two different things. Um, 
procrastination is just delaying self-control. You struggle with self-control, you're delaying in your self-control. It's a struggle. That is procrastination. Lazy is just having absolutely no desire to do anything at all. You have absolutely no desire to work, cook, clean, do a job, whatever. Um, that doesn't actually necessarily mean that it leads you to being homeless. That just necessarily means you just don't have the assessor. You just, you're just not into it. You just don't want to do it. The people that be homeless, homeless people, plenty of reasons that could have happened for that. They could have lost their job and they couldn't recover or they blew their money or something that they had no business blowing it into and then they lost their home and they lost everything. It's not necessarily a point of laziness. It can be, but that just adds to the reasoning. It's not about, you know, 100% laziness. There are plenty of reasons why people be homeless and it has nothing to do with procrastination. But, so, let's look at this real quick um, for procrastination. Everyone puts things off sometimes, but procrastinators chronically avoid difficult tasks and may deliberately look for uh, distractions. Uh, procrastination tends to reflect a person's struggle with self-control. Uh, for habitual procrastinators, uh, who represent approximately 20% of the population, I don't feel like it, comes to take predecessors over their goals and responsibilities and can set them on a downward spiral of negative emotions that further deter for future effort. Procrastination also involves a degree of self uh, of self deception at some level. Procrastinators are aware of their actions and the consequences, but changing their habits requires even greater effort than completing the task in front of them. Understanding procrastination. Procrastinators are often perfectionists, for whom it may be uh, psychologically more acceptable to never tackle a job than to face the possibility of not doing it well. They may be so highly concerned about what others will think of them and that they put their futures at risk to avoid judgment. Some procrastinators contend that they perform better under pressure. But while they may be able to convince themselves of that, research shows it's generally not the case. Instead, they make a habit of last-minute work to experience the rush of euphoria at seemingly having overcome the odds. So why do I procrastinate? Procrastination is driven by a variety of thoughts and habits, but fundamentally, we avoid tags or put them off because we do not believe we'll enjoy doing them and want to avoid making ourselves unhappy or we fear that we won't do them at all or won't do them well, excuse me. People may also procrastinate when they're confused by the complexity of a task, such as filing one's taxes or when they're overly distracted or fatigued. What are the psychological roots of procrastination? Psychologists have identified various drivers for, I mean, of procrastination from low self-confidence to anxiety, a lack of structure, and simply an inability to motivate oneself. To complete unpleasant tasks, 
Research has also shown that procrastination is closely linked to rumination or becoming fixated on negative thoughts. Does procrastination serve any purpose? Procrastination is a self-defeating behavior pattern, but it can be seen as serving a psychological purpose. I'm sorry, psychological, um, psychological uh, purpose. Especially for people with perfectionist tendencies. By protecting the individual against fear of failure, judgment by others, and self-condemnation, avoiding unpleasant work by devoting energy to other tasks, like or organizing and cleaning, also helps procrastinators avoid feeling unproductive although they will have to pay the price for it later. Why are we so sure we'll actually do something later? Predicting how we'll feel in the future is known as effective forecasting, and people tend to be fairly bad at it. Well, people tend to be fairly bad at it. For an example, procrastinators may feel bad about not having exercise today, but they may raise their mood by predicting they will do it tomorrow. Thus, they avoid feeling negative emotions in the moment by making the cycle more likely to repeat. Who is most likely to procrastinate? People who procrastinate, research finds, may hold different values than people who do not. In studies, procrastinators report valuing personal enjoyment more highly than others do and valuing a strong work ethic less and are more likely to complete tasks they feel important to them as personally than those that are assigned to them. Why do teens procrastinate? It's somewhat developmentally appropriate for teens to procrastinate. The passive resistance of delay is one way adolescents may pull away from parental authority. But increased independence and decreased supervision also brings less structure and greater opportunity for distraction. And like adults who procrastinate, teens may come to overestimate the ability, their ability to work under pressure and their need to feel pressure to do their best work. The Consequences of Procrastination Procrastination may relieve pressure in the moment, but it can have steep emotional, physical, and practical costs. Students who can routinely procrastinate tend to get lower grades. Workers who procrastinate produce lower quality work. And in general, habitual procrastinators can experience reduced well-being in the form of insomnia or immune system or gast gastrointestinal disturbance. Procrastination can also jeopardize both personal and professional relationships. Is procrastination bad for my health? Procrastinating when it comes to one's health, putting off exercise and checkups, and failing to commit to healthy eating can lead to a higher risk of hypertension or cardiovascular disease. Procrastinators are also more likely to engage in self-blame and disengage from wellness advice, suggesting that cultivating greater self-compassion could help such individuals begin taking better care of themselves. Is there a link between procrastination and depression? Procrastination, avoidance, and rumination are all common symptoms of depression. People with depression may struggle to plan ahead, lose confidence in their ability to follow through, and adopt what's-the-point thinking. The treatment approach 
known as behavioral activation, in which one schedules enjoyable activities that provide a sense of mastery or accomplishment may help alleviate some of these effects. Can procrastinators have successful relationships with non-procrastinators? When a procrastinator enters a relationship with a non-procrastinator, conflict is almost inevitable. Each places a very different value on their time, believes their approach is superior, and struggles to understand the other's motivations. As with any other conflict, though, stepping back, considering the other's perspective, and finding a way to accept it, and one's own reacting, reaction to it, can help keep a couple together. So how to beat procrastination? It's possible to overcome procrastination by... Oh, I'm sorry. It's possible to overcome procrastination, but it takes considerable effort. Changing the habitual behavior consumes a lot of psychic energy, but engaging highly structured regimen of cognitive behavioral therapy is one approach that has worked for many. In the short term, some cognitive tricks can help people complete discrete tasks. How can I stop procrastinating? Studies based on the procrastination at work scale which identifies 12 common forms of workplace, workplace procrastination, have highlighted some potential solutions, such as adopting timelines that build in time for a delay but not too much, making a personal challenge out of mundane tasks, breaking large jobs into achievable, achievable chunks you can celebrate completing, and limiting your access to online news and media, social media. How can a procrastinator change their mindset? When people procrastinate, their present self benefits by avoiding unpleasant work, but their future self pays the price in stress or punishment. Developing empathy for one's future self as one would for a close friend then can be an important first step to ending the habit because we're less willing to put a good friend in such a disadvantaged position. How can I stop putting off important decisions? Many procrastinators struggle to make important decisions, in part because of not making a choice absolves them of responsibility for the outcome. But sometimes people simply become so exhausted from making decisions that it seems impossible to make even relatively unimportant ones. Research suggests that sticking to a personal set of decision-making rules or, outsource, or outsourcing some decisions to a partner, friend, or a co-worker may help overcome decision fatigue. Psychology Today put this article out. Um, so, that is procrastination. And these have solid points, believe it or not. So, in a hot second, I will explain my story of procrastination. Okay, so reading about procrastination and what procrastination can do to you can really have an effect on your mental health. So when when I say that I struggle with procrastination, I struggle with procrastination. Right now, as we speak, I struggle with procrastination. 
Now, as much I can sit here and say that I struggle with procrastination, there are things that I used to do that I don't do no more that is part of that was part of procrastination. And I'm gonna give you one. When I was actually in operations and working at my job, um, way before disarmament came, um, this was this was the first part of when I did seven to three thirty. Um and sometimes seven to three, but mainly it's seven to three thirty. Um I uh this actually this this seven to three thirty was the first part. So this was back when I first started, all the way up until probably by around um I wanna say it was May of twenty twenty one. Um, that was when I worked 7 to 3.30. And then the second part of working 7 to 3.30 was, um, I want to say, I think it was March or April of last year, 2022, all the way up until um, dissolvement ended. I mean, until dissolvement had started. And that was around January, I want to say, either New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, somewhere around there. Or maybe you leave a little earlier. But when I did 7 to 3.30, I would get off work and I would come home, sit, eat. Play the game with Darren and don't get into the shower until probably about 10.30 or 11 o'clock. That's what I would do. And normally my plan was to come home and get in the shower. That was, that was it right there. Then when I did closing... Uh, I hardly did a mid, but there were times I did mids too, but I hardly did them. Um, but when I close, when I do a 12, 30 to 9 or 1 to 9, I would usually wait until the morning or when it's close to time for me to go to work to take a shower. And that still put me behind to where I didn't do it the night before. And sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. And that's what my breaking point of trying to get in the shower the night before so I can have time to either sleep or get up at four in the morning to get work done. Um, so I started breaking this bad procrastination habit, which I'm glad I did. Um, I uh, now will come home would do any whether if it was the eight to six, nine to six, whatever, I would come home and the first thing I would do is get in the shower. I would come into the bedroom and prep to get in the shower. I would put my stuff down. I would do nothing else. 
I will have to get into the shower first. That is the first thing I do. I cannot let people interfere with me when I'm trying to get in the shower. Because if I don't get in that shower, I will never get into the shower or it will be late. So I will come home and go straight in the shower. Once I get done coming straight out of the shower, the rest of the day is mine. Just eat, play the game with Darren, or edit, get more work done for podcastings. That's what I would do. And now lately, I have done a phenomenal job of actually controlling that and being able to, you know, control the narrative of how and when I'm going to take my showers and stick to it or do whatever I need to do and stick to it. So let me just say this is all about self-control. Okay, this is all about self-control. And the way that I had handled my self-control before was just that, you know, I let it come to me, which was something I had to stop. Because if I started letting things come to me, it would never get done. So I had to start thinking about, you know, working around this big work schedule I had. Um, especially during dissolvement, I had to really work around this big schedule. And I'm going to tell you, and I wish I did that more better because I really have kind of hit a brick wall on a lot of things. I'm not going to say I failed, but I hit a lot of brick walls on a lot of things. Um, I've said this before, and I had missed... I actually achieve some opportunities, but I still miss them at the same time. Um, Magic Mind was one of my big opportunities. I started back in, uh, that's how I started year two. Um, Because I wasn't starting year two until a little bit more later. It was going to be around November or December. But I started a little bit earlier. I want to say by around October. Um, I've gotten an email from Magic Mind Um, and I had actually had everything set, but I didn't have it planned, written down or anything. Then I forgot all about it because of work. I had completely forgotten all about it and I missed that. And so I continued on with Magic Mind and after I got done with it, it just stopped. That was the missed opportunity that I had. It could have been bigger. It could have been better. And I missed it. The other opportunity that I had was when uh, a lady sent me an email. Wanted me to interview, see if I can interview two doctors that had written a book that was planned to be released in January of this year. Which, of course, already passed. And I told her, yes, I would absolutely love to do that. And we were supposed to have sat down and got a schedule together to a way to do it. But never got around to it. Now, it may not have been a reflection on me. It just could have been a reflection on them. I don't know. But that was still an opportunity missed, in my personal opinion, because of the fact that um, I didn't follow up. So um, I uh, missed that opportunity. And it's it's a little hurtful, but it's okay. Um, I'm hoping that most of the same opportunities either come back or sooner or later somebody come across this podcast, I get a better opportunity. 
for a longer um, sponsorship. So that was pretty much my procrastination fails because I was too busy with work. And I, you know, I beat myself up. And I beat myself up for that because I know that within every minute that I was getting excited about this, something always got in the way. Always. It always got in the way. So I had to, you know, live with the fact that it never happened. And right now I'm okay with that. And hopefully that I can do better in the long run to, you know, do better. And now that dissolvement is really coming to an end, um, is really coming to an end, I'm hoping at some point um, that it's, you know, you know, um, a reach, but, you know, it's, you know, it's just that matter. So we'll see how things work out on that behalf. That's all I have. Uh, I appreciate everyone's time. I appreciate everyone listening to me. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, join me tomorrow. We'll get in more into procrastination. Um, we'll get in actually more into how we can prevent procrastination. So join me tomorrow. Uh, I'm on social media. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at Love University and uh, Instagram, Love University. Or you can email me, breakingmiddleage at gmail.com. But until then, stay true to yourself. And always remember, when it comes to listening, you're one step closer to bringing awareness. Let's go.